Eden. And I'm Nicole. Welcome to Roadside, Roadside Horror, Horror Show. We have a very special episode today. Uh, it's something we don't normally do. We have a special guest. We talk about him every episode when we do um, the our plugs at the end with who did our intros and outro songs. So please mm-hmm. welcome the Pocono Witch, E. Massey. Hello. I'm so excited to talk to somebody who's not Eden. I know, right? I know you hate me. You secretly <laughs> hate me. We're very happy to have you with us today. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. Do you want to tell, tell people about little... yourself? Yeah. I don't like talking about myself. <laughs> uh, let's see. I am, or I have been, a practicing witch for over 25 years. Um, I'm an author. I've written two books. Uh, what else? I run the Paranormal and Psychic Weekends uh, right here in Easton, Pennsylvania. I also run the Pocono Witches Festival. As of today, I am now an official store owner. Yeah, can't believe uh, that out. So. <laughs> but other than that, I think uh, that kind of summarizes everything. Yeah, you only do those things. You're like, oh, I only do this, and you know. No, I know. <laughs> I, I could go on, but... You know. <laughs> Any gentleman farming, perhaps? I gentleman don't know. farming, yeah. <laughs> So when when's the Pocono Witch Festival? Um, it's in October. We just passed. Uh, it was uh, our first one. Uh, we had over fifteen hundred people. Awesome. Um, Three hundred of them were, were uh, tickets holders. Um, everything else was for a magical market that I did, which allowed everybody to come in from the public. So over the whole entire weekend, we had uh, fifteen hundred people. It's up in uh, Split Rock in the Poconos. Uh, it's three days. We have um, a seance, an investigation, uh, on the market, um, the witch's ball, and um, yes, we had a psychic breakfast. Oh. That sounds fun. See into the future whilst you enjoy your eggs. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about your new store. The new store. Uh, it'll be the Pocono Witch's Shop, and it is in Blakesley, Pennsylvania, and we're Expecting to open around the beginning of December. That's great. That's really cool. We wanted to mostly talk about your investigations that you've my, done. <laughs> my paranormal and psychic weekends. Yes. Um, well, I also do investigations other than that, but uh, that, those are my events. Yeah. So, which partially kind of rolled over into the Pocono uh, Witches Festival as well because we had the investigation there. The basically the Pocono, I mean, the uh, paranormal psychic weekends is usually two to three days, um, and we try to take over an entire town. We just took over Easton. Um, this week coming, we're going to be uh, doing two days in Bethlehem at the uh, Hannibalville Roadhouse, which was featured on um, Ghost Hunters, um, one of the episodes. Of I didn't Ghost know Hunters. that. Yep. Hmm. Um, and it's a highly active place, so it's a lot of fun. Um, that does sound fun. Yeah. And a lot of people at work like wanted me to go like after work with them to like get a drink there sometimes, but I don't really leave my house other than for work during the week. <laughs> um, but I am very interested in going to that, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yes, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of the claims, which we've proven. This is our, with my paranormal group, this is our fifth time oh, being wow. there. This is the first one where... I'm involved in actually building it as part of my weekend, but we've done private events with the, with the, the restaurant itself. Let me just <laughs> mute that. My bad. <laughs> and um, but yeah, no, it it is. We've got a lot of activity there, which is why we keep going back. And um, 
you know, one of the one of the claims, which it's not really a claim anymore because we've kind of uh, proven that one, um, is actually a little boy that roams the first floor. And we don't know why. It may have been back from when it was a farmhouse. Okay. But he kind of hangs out on the first floor. He loves to play in the bathroom near the bar and all of that. Um, so that's actually what my science is actually going to focus on, is trying to get in contact with, with him. With the boy, yeah. One of our investigators, he usually brings his daughter along, who's around the same age as this boy. Oh, and cool. They, they actually have conversations and play and, and things like that. So it's it's uh, it's a fun place. Will she be there this weekend? No, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, no. So... You've done a, a couple of different investigations around, you know, the Pennsylvania area, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What's the one that you enjoyed the most? Ooh. Um, probably the Cranberry Manor. Um, oh, good. That was one that you yeah, had mentioned. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's a, it's a good, fun one. It, it's a bed and breakfast. Yeah. And each room actually holds its own spirit. What? So which is really cool. Sometimes they kind of bounce back and forth between rooms, but most of them, each room holds its own spirit. Plus there's a little ghost kitty. So it's kind of cute. <laughs> and you hear it, you, you, you can actually hear it. We've gotten um, EVPs on it and things like that. So it, it's uh, it's pretty cool. My favorite room there, though, is the uh, Admiral room. And that the room itself has a house spirit. We'll, 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 I'll, I'll explain what each one of them are. Okay. <laughs> and then an attached spirit as well in this room. So it's got a double, double kind of haunting in that room. So that the house spirit is what's attached to the house. And yeah. we think that's um, one of the older family members from the 1800s. The attached spirit is actually to a bed that she acquired oh, from yeah. a, a um, I believe it was an antique auction. Um, and, and, that one's that one's the interesting one. That's a um, lot like I don't know if you ever heard of uh, Belcourt Castle in um, Rhode Island in Newport. No. Uh, well, I've toured there before, and the place itself, the castle itself, is not haunted. However, most of the objects mm-hmm. in there are <laughs> haunted. There's even a suit of armor that screams at random intervals. Oh, maybe I think I have heard that. There's the king and queen's chairs. Which, if you try to, they don't let people sit in them anymore because they've had too many problems. But if you sat in the king's chair, you would just gently be pushed off. Mm. Sat in the queen's chair, get big off. shove. <laughs> yep. Get off, get off. Actually, uh, uh, the team that I work with, uh, which is the Paranormal Spirit Finders, um, and they're based right here in uh, Lehigh Valley, we, um, they went, I haven't gone there yet, but there's a museum, and I can't remember what town it's in in Pennsylvania. And the museum itself is clear, but there's so many things in that museum that have attachments that the activity is like off the charts. Wow, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> so you said there's also a possible murder at that one? Yes, at the, at the it, not at the house, it's part of the bed. So uh, but after doing investigations, we've gone there, I've done two events there, and we've gone back probably like six times, I think. Um, and we keep getting the same information. Someone was actually killed on that bed. Oh, wow. Um, which may have been mafia ties. We're not sure. Great. Mm. Um, it, it's been mentioned in there. And, um, you know, when I went in, when I first went in, you know, I, it's not that I saw the murder, you know, as, you know, as a psychic, I, I get more of the impressions of, of energy and that transposes yeah. into pictures. So I didn't actually see the murder, but, I saw the blood all over the bed. 
and there we were with a black light trying to see if there's any <laughs> remnants oh, yeah. of any of that. And um, so we took that information that I got and started asking questions. And, it, you know, we got it with the, the uh, spirit box and things like that, the full story of what really what was going on. We still don't know who murdered who. And we did get names, but we can't trace it back to. Yeah, it, I can't. I mean, it's hard like, to verify. It's the right? mafia, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure there's not much, you know. The fact that we even know that might be even dangerous for us. Let's hope but, it wasn't uh, <laughs> my family, because I recently found out that the Italian side of my family was from Sicily. So, uh. well, <laughs> the bed actually, which I mean, kind of fits the story too. Um, the bed's history, you know, when she purchased it, she just filed it, and then we pulled it out. It was actually from New York, but bought in Pennsylvania. So, oh, okay. yeah, so it was kind of transported. Yeah, now, but he's like kind of stuck on the bed. And, you know, he talks about it and we ask questions, you know, you know, was someone murdered here? And especially if we're doing an event or anything yeah. like that, because you want to kind of bring that out and, and stuff like that. And plain as day, yes. Who was murdered? And I'll say his name. Uh, you know, it was just multiple times. So we know it's not just, you know, somebody messing yeah. around or, or any of that, because we get a lot of spirits that mess around there too. And one of the, the other interesting part of that is the house spirit actually also likes the bed oh because he was an older gentleman and he actually lays in that bed like he hangs out on that bed so it's like they both <laughs> interact with this bed and um you know he's he's kind of like the grumpy old man you know like he won't talk a little bit like you, you hear it over the over the recordings you know i'm sleeping or you know oh, leave really? me alone <laughs> things like that so yeah he's yeah. a grumpy old yeah, man yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so he, you know and that room is my favorite out of all of them um one of the other active rooms is a little girl um which we do have proof of she wasn't murdered though she um she died of natural causes and she likes to hang out in, in i believe it's called the uh victorian room i could be wrong now i don't remember and she'll she plays with us okay so um i just it's funny because you can actually um you can actually see some of the interactions um i did a, a, a tv show with um, it was a, a news type of thing, and we they filmed me interacting with her and, and stuff like that. Uh, but she played games. She likes one of our investigators, our one of our oh, lead nice. investigators, and they play tag. And <laughs> you know, she mentioned his name if nobody's there. And that's yeah, so cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. She likes to hang out, and she'll play if people are um, you know staying in the room. She'll she'll turn on the water in the bathroom, <laughs> and things like that. You know, she'll play with them. So it's kind of cool. That is really neat. So it sounds like you, in this particular experience, most of the energy or the spirits you're encountering are pretty positive. They're not really malicious. Oh, yeah, no, no. I, mean, the, the, I would say the most malicious thing is the guy yelling at you if he's sleeping. Get off my lawn! Yeah, yeah. No, no. Um, that place is so positive, and it's a lot of fun. And they're, they're very talkative, which yeah. makes the investigation a lot more fun, which is why I chose to do uh, an event there and bring people in, you know, for that and... and um, Actually, experience it and sleep in the rooms after we would done. Oh. So <laughs> hopefully not so, on that bed. So, but um, yeah, actually on that bed too. But um, you know, yeah, no, there, there's no malevolent things there. Or, or have you ever had an experience with um, malevolent <laughs> investigating? Um, yes, <laughs> so a lot of them were private ones. So okay. I, I usually don't talk about those. Yeah. Um, but yes, we've come across you know. 
uh, a couple of nasties, let's just put it that way. Right. Is um, it usually kind of, you know, you're more likely to encounter just like a more kind of neutral or positive spirit, or is it kind of really depends? Uh, we've done an investigation that lasted uh, over a span of two weeks. Uh, that, that actually went in with going with interview process, with going into the house, um, doing our initial investigation, and then coming back and then dealing with trying to get rid of certain things, it not working, finding out it's something else. Mm. And it, it was it was more of a, a, a soup of spirits. <laughs> <laughs> that was, it was, we actually finally... We have an episode that. title. <laughs> um, it, was, it was actually a, a long process to, to get it through where we had to pull in ministers. We had to pull in... Um, you know, my own, what I, you know, what I do, you know, as a witch, we had, uh, one of our team members is, um, she's a Santeta. So we were able to work on it with that way. And it was, uh, it was a long, a long <laughs> process and it was, it got dangerous at times. Yeah. But, you know, well, we cleared it out and now we, we keep in contact with, with them and everything's still great. They're doing everything's positive. No one was hurt, right? No, no one was physically hurt. Okay, good. Yeah, no one was physically That's hurt. That's awesome. Um, the closest we ever got to anybody being touched in that way that was uncomfortable, and of course it had to be me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's actually funny. It's not like, you know, like, oh, I got scratched, you know, up and down my back or anything like that. And I always consider it one of my most uh, freaky moments. You know, nothing really freaks me out. You know, mm -hmm. I'll see things fly across the room and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, can you do it again? <laughs> but, um, so we were doing this this house. It was a private house, uh, and we've gone back a, a couple of times. And the spirit actually, it felt like a wet willy in my ear. Oh, and I, it, that see, that's <laughs> exactly how. And I freaked out. Like I've had things touch me. I've mm -hmm. had all of that, and I freaked out <laughs> so bad because it was gross. It really yeah. felt it, but yeah. it, it wasn't wet. It just felt that it was. I've and been... I've never had that feeling before. And it was just like, it, it, it almost made me nauseous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right now. I've been like, I've been pushed and shoved and scratched yeah, yeah. before yeah. on occasion, but that would have been the one that that's, topped all. That, exactly. <laughs> that's when I, and everybody's like, it's just a wet willy. I'm like, no, it's no, a spirit wet willy. It's completely different. Um, but that was another fun place too. We had, um, so the way it is, it's a, it's an old, um, like, boarding house that okay. they turned into apartments. Okay. And there's no one in the other apartments. There's only one person living in this house that's has a, that has that one apartment, and that's where we did an investigation. And um, this is out in Boyertown, one of my okay. favorite places to go. And, I never uh, realized how far away Boyertown was until, miles. like, I actually had to go out there. And yeah. I was like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it, actually. Next year, that's one of the places I'm planning on taking over for uh, the Paranormal Psychic Weekends is, is Boyertown. Um, I've been working with the town and getting some information and background and, you know, letting them know, hey, this is what I'm going to be doing. But, um, so we were out there in, Bo in uh, Boyertown, that's where they, Willie came in. And um, so we were out on the porch and it, it seemed as though the spirits like to hide in the empty apartment next door. So, and, and travel through the walls, which originally weren't there anyway. Mm -hmm. So for them, it was, you know, there. So we were outside and we were kind of talking. And I'm like, they're like listening. 
come on, do I? You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, they, they, they're right there. They're right there. Get the cameras. You know, let, let's let's see if we can capture this. And um, so I'm there, and I knock on the door. Me and another investigator. Um, she, you know, we put our ears. I knocked. She put our ears, and the thing went boom, boom, back. Oh, <laughs> she oh. went ah, and ran down the thing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, that was so cool because <laughs> it banged right back. And then she, so we tried to do it again to see, you know, like, all right, was it, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. there's that investigating point too, you know. It, I never, yes, I consider myself an investigator, but that's not my role mm-hmm. in the team. Um, you know, we have other, everybody else, the, the tech guys, this and that, you mm-hmm. know. So we, we, have, we have the questionable ones too that they, um, they believe because obviously they do this, but they always try to find out the, why it happened the way it did. Yeah. So we, we tested it out. We did it a couple of times to see, you know, because, you know, if you like lean on a door, sometimes it, it'll it rattle. Move, right. Yeah. And it was solid. Yeah. It wasn't moving. So. And it is important you know, to do all that because you don't right. know. Yeah. Right. And, you know, we, we checked all the things. It's completely locked. It was solid. So, yeah, it just decided to bang it up and she went running. <laughs> and that's always the best thing too. You're like, oh, come on. I want something to happen. I want something to happen. Then when it does, you're like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes that, uh, that anticipation of wanting something to happen actually inhibits um, the investigation as well. Um, because you want it so bad and they know. Yeah. They know that you want to do it. Maybe they won't do it. They're so quiet. And it's just like, oh, come on. Even just with other weird shit too. Like I told Nicole, I believe in an episode that's you know, one of the New York ones, um, about, yeah, because I was researching Amityville Horror and I was oh, like, yeah, let's yeah. just see if I can move this with my mind. Like they said that, mm-hmm. um, that mm-hmm. he could. And then I tried and I've tried this before in my life and nothing ever freaking happened. But I was able to move it, and I was actually scared because of that. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Just no. <laughs> no. It's manipulation of energy. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you also mentioned, I believe it was Split Rock mm-hmm. Resort? Yeah, Split Rock Resort. Which is in Lake Harmony? Lake Harmony. Yeah. yeah we just did that one uh, as part of the uh, Pocono Witches Festival. And uh, the seance was actually fairly interesting and we uh even though i don't publicize it yet because i'm waiting for it but uh we had the largest um seance ever recorded in one room uh we had over 78 people in one room oh, wow. seance. yeah uh they, how many people do you normally have anywhere from you know four to um averagely you know probably about 20 maybe 25 is, is uh, okay you know, fairly that's a larger one but yeah, we had a, we had close to close to eighty people with probably at eighty people with investigators and oh, wow. you know yeah. and all the extra people you know those are just ticket holders and uh, we had the Guinness Book of World Records notified you know that this is there well they actually notified me just because they saw the numbers shooting up and um, then they pulled out at the last minute so we're gonna try to get him back for next yeah. year because yeah. we're actually gonna be bigger next year. So, uh, you know, I, I, it's not that I want that title. It should be really cool to have. You <laughs> yeah, know? for sure, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so we did that, and we got in contact with a um, – what the claim was is that there was a little girl um, who had died in a fire back in the 1800s when that was just a lodge. It was an old hunting lodge. And um, so that was where we were trying to go and contacting. Um, when I went um, for my first initial walkthrough for the event – 
um, I picked up on an older gentleman who felt like a worker. You know, like he would turn off lights for, you know, and yeah. these are the claims that was going on. You know, doors would lock behind people, turn off lights, you turn them off, and then, then they go back on, yeah. and like all those things. That's so, someone following their routine. They right, yeah, exactly. Yep. And that's yeah. what it was. You know, glasses would move, you know, you hear the clinking, all of that. Those were the claims. And when I came, when I first went through the walkthrough, you know, I picked up on this guy. His name was John. And um, I, I saw him cleaning. I saw him doing this. I said, this is the guy that's, you know, that's turning off the lights on you guys and locking doors and, and doing all this. So right after that, when I, when I got back home in my inbox from the director that deals with events at the Split Rock, she uh, sent me all the information. They had all the original pictures. We found out who it was. His name was John. Wow. And he was one of the oldest people to ever work there, one of the longer terms he started back in the 50s i think it was oh. and basically he he didn't die there but he basically died there you know yeah. <laughs> you know he worked to the end you know and that's who it was we have a picture we have you know it was exactly how i described it his name was was john and that's what he did he started originally as a bartender and then you know as it became a bigger resort and things like that he moved up and became the he shut down the lodge okay. at the end of the day. He was yeah. the one that closed everything up. It made perfect sense with so the lights turning on. Yeah. And that's what he's doing. He's, he's still doing that. So that was one of the uh, people that we wanted to get in touch with, you know, as well. And um, we got a lot of other ones too. And then when we moved into the investigation, uh, we had specific rooms that we were going to that I had settled off. There was um, eight rooms and then I broke it down to uh, five and we couldn't find one of the rooms. That's how it, it, the way the lodge is built. It was kind of weird. So we were like, ah, well, we have access to the pool. Let's do the pool. Mm -hmm. It's part of the newer end of the lodge. But it's like, ah, if we have access to it, let's try it. Yeah. And I said, you know, safety reasons. I didn't want to do it, but we were short of room, so I wanted to do that. And yeah. Someone out there. I'm glad we did because <laughs> we picked up some 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 crazy stuff, and it was. The way I handle my events and we break off into groups, we don't get to tell each other what we got in each room until the end. Okay. So we had no idea what everybody, and we all got, each group, when we found out at the end, got the same thing in this pool area. Hmm. Murder. Oh. A male and a female. We're still not sure who killed who, but we, we kind of uh, think it may have been the male killed the female. Mm -hmm. Okay. Obviously, it was before it was the pool, yeah. because there would be records of it. We cannot find any kind of records from this. Ooh. But each group got it, and we have it on recordings. Wow. And the best part of it is we actually captured them. Oh, yes. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we have, if there's, the way that it's kind of set up is, you know, you have the pool, and there's, like, these windows, and it's almost like a scene in a movie. You see a guy and a girl... A shadow and they're like you know kissing or hugging or something like that and then they separate and look it looks like they're arguing mm -hmm. and then the girl disappears and the guy stays in the window creepy yeah oh. <laughs> we have it on film like i mean it, it's somebody was there you know obviously you know the, the guests and everything would take pictures and all this and the 
the one woman caught the whole scene, like each picture, like oh, wow. yeah, it's crazy. We're gonna be releasing and putting it on the website, so That's yeah, really cool. <laughs> so and we got the recordings and you know um, of you know like they all ask what happened here and it was like murder and, and talking about all these things, but there's no record of it. We're still trying to find it. We have a historian working on it and kind of trying to get all the information. Mm-hmm. If it happened during that, it may have been of you know a hidden squashed story yeah you know because you know it's a resort you know somebody was murdered there. yeah uh but we also got um another little uh, it was a little, i think it was a little oh, it was a little girl you know it was during the seance and we thought they were connected but it, after a while we kind of figured out that, that they weren't but she ended up drowning in the lake oh. and um it was during the seance um guests not even like the psychic that was working with it it was guests they felt their legs get wet. Wow. And she was sitting, walking around and Mm. sitting on the people on the thing and they were feeling the wetness on their legs. And we got her voice, uh, you know, on an EVP and, and um, all this stuff. So at the end of the weekend, we really thought that they were connected. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't know the murder, the the whole thing. We thought it was just like some crazy story. Uh, But we did find out that it was a four year old girl. And we did find a, uh, a record of it that someone did drown there, and it was in the mid-1900s. Okay. And that's where she was from, so it was pretty cool. I mean, you figure something like that, it's bound to happen at least once. Yeah. 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 And we thought we thought it was the pool, but... Yeah. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it wasn't. It was, it was, it was the, the lake. lake. Yeah. Cool question. Actually, actually, I'm dying to be like, what's the website again? Because <laughs> which one? Uh, for, for for any of like the weekends. Uh, the Pocono Witches Fest is www.poconowitchesfestival.com. The paranormal team that I work with is the paranormalspiritfinders.net. Um, there's mine, which is www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.
line. Everything's, yeah. you know, completely private. If there's children involved, then we put things on hold and automatically go for the kids and try to clean that out and figure out what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, there first because then the kids, you know, especially if they're getting hurt or they're scared or things like that, you know, that's always our number one priority. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I know it's harder thinking of questions than I thought it would be. And it's funny because I'll have it in my head and then all of a sudden I'll just be like listening and then I'll forget what <laughs> yeah. I want to ask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um, so how did you get started in paranormal investigations? Uh, the, with the investigations? Well, that's actually a funny story. Um, <laughs> so the lead, um, our, our co-founder, our, our lead investigator, um, he was friends with uh, a friend of mine. It was a mutual friend, and we went to his wedding. We were both in his wedding party. And, um, you know, I knew what he did. You know, I knew about what he did and everything. So we just started talking and things like that. And uh, we, uh, we decided to sneak away from the party because uh, the, the reception was at a old building in Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. And we snuck away from the party and snuck upstairs mm-hmm. <laughs> where we weren't supposed to be and we actually started doing an investigation up there and he's like hey <laughs> you know i know what you do you know as, you know as a psychic and, and, and this and that do you want to be part of the team and i was like sure why not so and then right after that it was a week later he uh we were talking about my my house that i did now i do a lot of work with the dead and i do a lot of things you know in my witchcraft practice and he wanted to kind of capture some of that to see kind of I I think for him it was more validation of what I do uh and he wanted to capture that so you know they it became a a running joke thing to take the team up to Eddie's Woods because because that's where I did all my work and um it was we we spent about four hours in the woods and I had a a tree that oh I remember this (laughs) (laughs) I had a tree that you know I, I did a lot of my ancestor work on and um, so he asked a question, what is this tree for? And it said, the dead. <laughs> and you, can actually, you can actually get it on my website, too. And you said uh, that was yeah. like, it was like the spirit box or whatever they call it. Thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It comes in on the spirit box. And it actually named um, a lot of the people that I'd done uh, rituals with and things like that, their ancestors, because they were a part of that tree as well, because we've done things. And they mentioned their names and we have all these wow. on record and, and stuff like that. You can find that on my website um, under my blog, but you can also go to the Paranormal Spirit Finders. It's there as well. So. And the Spirit Box is the one that basically, like, it goes off of, like, like I guess, like, radio stuff. Yes. It, yeah. it, it, it changes stations yeah. quickly, um, usually um, through uh, AM. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's so rapid that you can't even, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, um, the idea is, is, you know, radio waves are very close to magnetic waves and they basically break that barrier between our world and their world. Yeah. And that's how we can actually hear them through that and it's working off the kind of like a white noise yeah exactly it's exactly what it is and of course then we all think of poltergeist yes (laughs) (laughs) go toward the light carol ann what other tools do you guys usually bring to an investigation well mine are a lot different than fair (laughs) than uh the investigators but for the investigators you know they have the um recorders digital recorders spirit boxes 
we use in uh, an ovulus. I don't know if you know what that is. Uh, basically, what that is, it is a. It's very similar to how the spirit box kind of works, but it has pre-programmed phrases or. Oh yeah, I've heard of this. And basically, it it reads the electromagnetics in the thing and determines what words that's associated with. Okay. So I would say it depending on the type of ovulus most of the time it spits out gibberish mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna tell you it like you know everybody's like oh that's great it's great the only way you're gonna get a good one is if you're gonna spend a couple thousand dollars you know and those we have we do have one that i mean it picks up like it's crazy like it'll say your name like how oh, wow how was that in there yeah. <laughs> you know yeah so you know and, and it's just different words and um, that makes sense. You know, a lot of the ones that you can get on your phone you know, as an app, things like yeah. that, it's recording what you're saying, mm-hmm. you know, and then finds a similar word. Like, you know, if you're saying, oh, well, you know, let's go get pizza after this. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it'll say like food. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So you're like, oh, they're listening. No, <laughs> no, Google's listening. <laughs> I remember um, that uh, Joe and I downloaded one of those stupid apps oh, one yeah. time. He's like, it was like this ghost finder thing. You I like put it around. Yeah, you put they it around. Like, yeah, yeah, it was so dumb. There's actually one that is actually fairly good that we've uh, we've actually used, and it, it it has multiple things in it. It, it does have a, a recorder in it, um, which you can't really mess up, you know, yeah. on a phone. Um, it also has an EMF reader on it. We think how it works is running through the speaker system. Okay. So that because you know sound and, and speakers run off of magnetics, mm-hmm. so it, we think it just kind of reverses the process, and then you know the program actually then reverses that so that it becomes a, a, a meter. But it also has a small ovulus in there as well. So some, sometimes we'll use that. I'm not really big on those type of things. Yeah. You know, we also have a. Um, it's one of. My favorite things to play with, and, I, and when I mean play with, I don't mean with spirits. I mean actually with myself. <laughs> Playing with sound yourself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't sound right. But um, it, it basically, um, it reads the electromagnetics and the energies in a surrounding area. And so all it is is just two wires. And what happens is if it, if it picks up an energy field, it starts to go off. Okay. Um, either with lights or with sound and things like that. And being, you know, magically inclined, I get to play with that because I can manipulate the energies that are around it. And I, I just sit there and I go, you know, I'll get really close to it with my <laughs> hand and be like, watch, guys. You know? like, how do you do that? <laughs> so it becomes fun for me. Uh, but we have that. We also have a... Uh, I call it the pod. Uh, I can't think of what the actual name is. It's something. It is something. It's a REM pod, uh, and basically, it kind of works the same way. It has an antenna on it. Mm-hmm. If it gets knocked, hit, moved, um, then it'll, it'll go off. That's great for like uh, when you know there's a claim of spirits walking between a hall. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that'll pick that up. We have that. We just picked up. Basically, it's a trigger, like a step trigger, where the we set it up with a camera and then put the pad somewhere and if something goes near that Ooh. you know a light or anything yeah. it could be anything it'll snap a picture like that okay so yeah we got that one and we're working on getting a um a thermal um one of the team members that we used to work with had a thermal so we didn't really need one yeah. 
Uh, but that person has now left, so we don't really have to get a thermal. But though that's probably my favorite thing to play with. Um, I mean, actually use yeah. as an investigator is the thermals um, because it really picks up stuff. And we, we did the, um, the two years ago, we, we investigated the State Theater in Easton as an event. It wasn't my event, but we went there and we did it. And we picked up, um, it, was, it was actually kind of cool. We were in a ballroom and we saw a figure on the thermal walk down the stairs. Brad. No, this was not Fred. I, it, Fred is the ghost. Uh, yes, of the Fred theater, is the ghost. Of there. Knows. Yeah. 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 I'm like, who's Fred? Yeah. <laughs> um, he's not the only one, and he's not the most active one. Yeah. Um, just but although I have else. a story about Fred, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but after this one, so we um, we saw the the spirit walking down the stairs, lean against the bar, kind of stand there for a few minutes. And then we saw the footsteps go back up the stairs, just okay. the footsteps. And we caught it on, on, on uh, mm -hmm. thermal. So it was pretty cool to see the figure walk down and, and walk back up. Um, and then bringing up Fred, um, one of my favorite spots in, in there was the, the, the actual theater itself. And supposedly his granddaughter okay. or great-granddaughter, I don't know, somebody had passed, a little girl. I had a full conversation with her. We had a, um, a teddy bear. Uh, it's called a boo bear. And it's... Boo it, <laughs> sounds like boo burr, like our, mm -hmm. uh, our hashtag mm -hmm. that we had for our episode. It um, it basically has an EMF reader in it. It has a temperature uh, reader in it. And it it says phrases. You know, and it also has lights and things like that. And it's meant for children. Spir you know, spirit children. Spirit, spirit children. I couldn't get that out either. And basically... You know, it measures the temperatures that are around the bear, and it reacts with certain phrases. Oh, it's cold in here, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. You know, if the EMFs are really going off. Oh, can you hold my hand? Like, you know, it, and try to interact huh. with the, the spirit. So That's pretty cool. That is really cool. I like that. Yeah, they have a, there's a boo bunny and a boo bear. There's two, two different kinds, but they both basically do the same thing. Now I want one. <laughs> Until it starts going off in the middle of the night. and then I get it, it, gets, it does get creepy. It's funny because if you forget that you put it <laughs> up in a room and it always what was that? Did you hear that? You know? <laughs> ah, she's the bear. Yeah. But I was having this whole conversation with this little girl who we did find out, you know, she used to come and hang out with Fred, Uncle yeah. Fred, um, in the theater. And, um, but she had passed the, uh, one night, but I was having this whole, in the back of the theater by myself with a recorder, a flashlight and this bear. And I'm <laughs> having this full conversation with this little girl. I didn't know at the time, but it was when we went back and listened to the recording. Now the bear has set phrases. Okay. I, you know, it says like, you know, can you hug me? You know, um, I like games. Can you play a game? Can you count one? You know, it has different mm -hmm. phrases. Well, we picked it up on the recorder. She manipulated the bear to say, I love Fred. Oh. <laughs> Never had it ever happen before. It's impossible for so, it to do yeah. that. It's yeah. not like an obvious that was just going to record maybe things around you. This doesn't have the capability of recording. It, but she manipulated it to say, I love Fred. Or at least manipulated the recorder mm -hmm. to repeat in the bear's tone. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we have that one. Now it's actually on the website too because that was like a, a great find because it's, it literally, you know, changed something that was tangible. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I saw Fred when I was pretty young. We went with 
Cub Scouts to see the did state theater. Did you sleep there? I don't think Cause, we did. Ah, uh, because they have the overnights there. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, the Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts do overnights in the theater. But we just like we had like a quick tour. But mm-hmm. I do remember they told us about Fred, and then I'm pretty damn sure I saw Fred. <laughs> well, it, it could have been, and you know, actually, it's funny. We never came across Fred. Hmm. Two investigations. Never came across Fred. The, uh, Fred. the closest we got to that was the bear. Yeah. And um, in his office, um, where there was a lot of claims of him showing up and things like that, he actually shut uh, the recorder off. Oh, privacy, he, please. Yeah. Yeah. He was just like, no, not <laughs> yeah. having this. <laughs> yeah. So, and like all of a sudden, you know, you hear, first it was me, because I have issues with, with technology and... <laughs> investigating so you hear me put the the recorder in there and you know you used to say where it's where it is mm-hmm. so that when we we're listening to it all we know where it came from yeah um so you hear me do that but then you know i pick it up and i um i, I call to one of the investigators just to make sure that it's on mm-hmm. because uh, like i said uh, you, you, you know, gotta do an uh, equipment test and, and it's just you know it, uh, i break things <laughs> <laughs> so i always make you know i have somebody to double check it or double check myself that I did it right. You know, so I, you, you see, you hear them coming in and go, yeah, no, it's on and it's good. And then maybe five minutes later, it's off. Yeah. Like there's no more, there's nothing re- ever recorded. That's all we have wow. is that thing. He sh- actually shut it off and there's no way it, it's a push button. Yeah. So there's no way it was like, Oh, it accidentally touched and you got you bumped. Know, right. Exactly. You know, like, like when you butt dial on your phone, yeah. it's not like that. It, you have to push it up and, and down to turn it off. Fred turned it off. Wow. <laughs> so that was the closest we ever got to that. Um, you might have seen, depending on where you were, um, if you're, if you go into the theater, there's a um, a three like a three D mold plaque that's okay. there. That gentleman, I can't remember his name, is the most common one that people see. Okay, that, could be him. That think that they, they think it's Fred. Yeah. Um, but we out of the two times we were there, actually technically we were there three times, but two times for events, we never never saw never, Fred. Never saw Fred. Now I got night. That the bear and the recorder was the closest thing we ever got to Fred. Oh, man, he needs to show himself because he even has awards named after yes. him. I guess. <laughs> uh, if people don't yeah. understand that, um, there's this thing around here called the Freddy Awards, uh, which is kind of like the Tonys, but for high school. Um, musical programs. Musical programs. Thank you for words that I need to say. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Yeah, actually, that the, the guy that is there, um, he's the one that actually brought the Freddy Awards oh, to okay. there. So he he has more of a pull in the theater than the actual Fred. Oh, wow. <laughs> is there is there any place, either locally or, you know, let's say globally, if you want to go that far, that you really would love to investigate? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Stanley Hotel. I would love to do that, too. Yeah. Okay. There a lot of, lot of history there. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, that's probably one Completely of the tops. <laughs> one of the tops on, on, on my list. Honestly, I think that's really the only one that I really, really, really would do anything to, to get in there. Um, I would like that, and I'd love uh, the Winchester Mystery House. I've heard double kind of stories on that. Oh. So, you know, from uh, quite popular investigators, um, that it, it's not as good as you think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, probably... Probably the Stanley Hotel would be my, my top place to go. 
There was a story that I heard about the Stanley Hotel. Um, someone, there's another podcast um, out there called um, Campfire. It's uh, Jim Harold is the host. He's pretty popular. He's got a ton of podcasts, both true crime and paranormal podcasts too. So kind of like us. Um, he's been doing it for years, and he just on Campfire he has people call in and tell their stories. There's this woman who stayed at the Stanley Hotel, and she was like. Oh, you know what? They, well, a little backstory here. They play the movie The Shining on one of their channels in the hotel. Do they really? Back to back. So you can <laughs> watch awesome. it whenever you want. And she was like, Wait, wait, wait the, the original or the newer, that newer one? The original. Okay. Um, maybe both now. I don't know. <laughs> but um, she was like, I really just want to see The Shining Twins. And um, she heard like some noises like outside her room, I think. I, I could be telling this completely wrong. But um, then like when she went back in to like check the movie, it was stuck on, on the twins. The twins. <laughs> and then she called into the desk. She's like, hey, I think like your channel isn't working properly. Um, it's just frozen on this image. And no other room was having this problem. <laughs> the ghosts probably just heard, I want to see the Shining Twins. We're like, here you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's see, really- that's why I want to go there. I know. There's so much activity. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's like something in just yeah. about every room, yeah. too. So just going back to the, so opening the shop, mm-hmm. very excited, I, I imagine. And uh, where, where do you, you want to take it? Like, do you want to expand it out? Like, and... um, No, I really, uh, I'm looking at it as more of a hub for everything that I do. Um, you know, just having a, a, a solid place, mm-hmm. you know, especially with my readings and, and, and all that. I have a lot of clients up in the Poconos. Um, and, it, you know, I don't like reading out of my home. You know, unless I really know the person, yeah. you know, um, so I would have to either meet at, um, another location, you know, uh, friends, another friend's store, you know, their house, things like that. And even that could be a little iffy if I don't know them, you know, you don't know um, what energies you're picking up. Right. Right. You know. So, you know, it's become, it, it's basically for me, it's going to be a hub for my events and, then, uh, for my readings. And then the bonus is that, you know, I also have stuff to sell. So <laughs> <laughs> I like all of those things. <laughs> What would you say to anyone who is interested in the paranormal and wants to, like, you know, explore, I guess? Don't watch the TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a given. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's actually, it's not exciting. It's very boring. Yes. Um, you, you know, you're spending anywhere from four to eight hours in a dark room and nothing happens. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, it, it, it's... It's not what you see on TV. You know, don't think it's going to be. But um, start off small. You know, uh, if you think there's something in your house, run a recorder overnight. You know, things like that. Cemeteries. You know, I, one of our lead investigators. That's his big thing. He goes out to the cemetery, and you know, different ones all over the area, and just has conversations with things. And he knows that you know, it's not. He's not trapped there. Yeah, you know it, it's and it's a little safer, and it kind of gives you a little bit of understanding how the equipment works, and and you'll get some some interesting feedback too from the spirits too. So that kind of gives you the thing. And if you freaked out then, then don't then get probably into, don't yeah, do it. Then, yeah. then don't do it. Yeah, I'm like, I love cemeteries because <laughs> I mean, if you're easily spooked, um, I've got two things for you. If you're planning on doing a paranormal investigation, one, don't do it. <laughs> two. Do it and record it so we can all laugh at your overreactions, yes. please. Yes, <laughs> That's. I think that's a fair request. <laughs> yes. yeah. Set up a camera and not for the spirits. <laughs> well, 
Eddie, or E. Massey, however you want me to refer to you <laughs> as uh, the Pope and Witch, you have been wonderful, and thank, thank you. you so much for joining yeah, us. Thank you. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you for being our first official guest. Guest, yeah. That's very exciting. And if you guys like this episode, then write in and tell us um, at our email, roadsidehorrorshow at gmail.com. And we will definitely try to get more people on the show and try to do more stuff like this. And if you want to check out more information about what Eddie does, and if you're interested in some of the special paranormal weekends he puts together, we will add links to his website on our website, probably under the Dark Dark Discoveries. Dark Discoveries. Yeah. Dark Discoveries section of the page, so check it out. We'd like to thank E. Massey, who is currently in the studio with us. (laughs) Um, Not that we have a studio or at my dining room table, but you know what I mean. Um, (laughs) For doing our intro and outro music. Mm -hmm. And as always, I'd like to thank Yox Rocks Design for our wonderful logo. And also, if you want to get in touch with us, I already said our email. So I'll say it one more time, roadsidehorrorshow at gmail.com. Please send us your listener stories. And also, uh, if you want to send us cute pictures of your pets, go right ahead. We do not mind. I do not say no to puppy dog eyes. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us at Roadside Horror Show on Facebook and Instagram or at Roadside Horror on Twitter. All right. That's all we have for you for today. Yeah. Creep on creeping on. Creep on creeping on.